0: You, yeah. really, you really are a rapper Yeah You gotta spit on this Put some bars to it, brother I saw you, you I, saw Hey, you hey, saw hey it. We can't say when We saw it Yeah You know what I mean? But I saw you I saw up. you at church one time on stage, uh, huh? Uh, <laughs> doing your hey, thing. Hey,
1: he freestyle. Hey, come on. Huh? Huh? <laughs> Next time. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna
0: have your back, man. Yeah, What's up, time. everybody? And welcome to the Keep Battle Podcast. Thank you for joining us for this week's edition. I'm so glad y'all tuned in, and I love to hear your feedback or your thoughts on this podcast. Please visit sagacitycompany.com, our website to let me know, that's S-A-G-A-C-I-T-Y, the word company spelled out, sagacitycompany.com, and give us your feedback. Today, I'm really excited about this topic. Today, we're talking about writing a book, Yes. how you do it, how do you get started, how do you keep going when you're stuck. How do you finish the book? How do you get it edited and designed and printed and duplicated, distributed, Mm -hmm. published in Mm -hmm. stores, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I believe this is a very important subject because many of you listening have a book idea. Some of you even have started writing a book. And some of you haven't even thought of yourselves as an author. But the reality is if you have a story, if you have a testimony, if you have a journey of survival, a message of lessons learned along the way some information that would be helpful to a broader audience than you've reached thus far then a book may be the best way for you to deliver that information for now and throughout perpetuity because a book will be here when you're gone so we want to inform and inspire you today to write your book and today i have in studio with me some special people but they're also regular people just like you and i who have actually written books and gone through the process. And I want them to introduce themselves to you right now. So to my right, I'm going from right to left. Introduce yourself and tell us your name and a little bit about the book or books you've written.
2: Good afternoon, everybody. My name is Tiffany Page. I am the author of the book, We All Have a Story. Mm-hmm. Um, my book is pretty much about my family. Mm-hmm. Um, came from a fluke situation easy
0: information right there right <laughs> yeah you just tell your story
2: yeah so just wrote a book about my family all the ups and downs trials and tribulations i called it the good the bad and the ugly mm-hmm. um and just told a story about who we are and everything that we've gone through and overcome
0: yeah anybody mad in the family <laughs> <You>? <laughs> don't, you? Just, don't be telling where you tell him that <laughs> I was drunk <laughs>
1: You just gotta change I your names Change
0: your yeah. names I did I you did I told everybody uh, to protect Rallo. the guilty <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> To protect the guilty I got you Next Next Hot off the press Yes you got some books that are still Got heat on them
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh, My name is Leslie Green and uh, i run a company called golden life ventures and my first book was actually a business book it was teaching business owners how to do their own pr teach me pr 101 was the name of that book okay and i actually started this book that i'm going to talk primarily about today god doesn't make mistakes i started this book before that one Mm. but i put this one on hiatus so that i could I really launched my business. At the time, I was just leaving my my good government job, Mm. and I was launching my business, and I realized that a lot of the people who I was was going to as potential customers, they were struggling small businesses like myself, and they couldn't afford to hire a publicist, Mm -hmm. which is my business. Mm -hmm. And so I said, why don't I teach them how to do it? And I, I needed to put this book on hold so that I could do that book, and then God spoke to me in 2017, after the course of some other things I'll I'll talk about later on in the podcast. Uh, But this book is literally about a transformational season of my life. And as I was writing journal entries, I realized that those journal entries were uh, a good starting off point or discussion point for uh, some lessons learned during that time. So I'm actually publishing my journal entries from 2015 and then using biblical principles to talk about the lessons that I learned during that time.
0: Oh, nice. Wow. Nice. And by the way, we're actually uh, live on Facebook right now while we're recording the podcast. So and Instagram. And Instagram. <laughs> and Instagram. <laughs> yes. Pick on y'all. the gram and on the on the book. <laughs> yes. 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 And somebody's phone is still on vibrate because it'll pick up in here. So if your phone's
1: buzzing, it will pick up. Yes next so i really appreciate um what both ladies have said as far as the lessons learned because i think that goes back to the heart of your um, podcast because i mean we just want to write down what we've gone through um and that's what one of my books is about the first i wrote a book series about eight or nine years ago called the adventures of diggle boogie and lolo (laughs) um it was a poetic uh children's book series my kids were the um the the characters in the book They actually did the voices On the recordings Because um, we had a, a, a CD That came with the book My wife did the narration um, And then life happened And I just put that away And dust started to collect on it And I didn't think Anything more about it So I had more kids too didn't you? And we had more kids <laughs> They're expecting their book This year too um, <laughs> But then I took a different spin Three years ago And I wrote a book Called Sexual Healing Mm -hmm. and it's a man's sexual journey and the lessons learned along the way yeah and so there it goes back to the lessons learned um but with that uh to end 2018 we actually started a publishing company so that uh, we're bringing back Diggle Boogie and Lolo we have sexual healing my wife and I are working on another book right now so that we can have a whole diverse range of books that we can offer in the publishing company by the end of 2019 I love it. I love it. So we're going to get into the business of the book world,
0: how you make money doing it and all of that stuff. And I'll tell you my experience, too. I've written, i just completed my second book. First book was called A Second Chance Grace for the Broken. My book that's coming out uh, right around Valentine's Day is called Side Chickology, Mm. Why Men and Women Cheat. Um, And it's a book on how to understand, avoid, and recover from infidelity in marriage. So look so so we'll talk about all those things all right so so anyway let's start with this um how long was it from the time you got the idea to write your current book Mm -hmm. and the time it actually was available to the public because some like like give people kind of a range like the idea to it's is actually in people's hands to, or available for people to purchase mm-hmm. like how long of a space do y'all get what i'm saying <laughs> yeah how long of space was that for you <laughs> tiffany
2: i finished my book in 2006 and i didn't publish until 2017
0: you finished it when mm-hmm. did you get the idea to write it
2: 2000 the end of
1: 2004 wow that's 13 years mm-hmm. so why didn't you in fact why didn't you public were you thinking about should i publish it should i not publish it so
2: it was a situation that i never even thought that i would even write a book so going through the process and writing so much out for me it became therapeutic and so it was like i think i did it more so for me because i was able to let go of a lot of stuff i was able Mm -hmm. to forgive and so it was like okay i just wrote this book just so i could get through and there was a lot of forgiveness and healing around it Mm -hmm but my family they were like okay you wrote this book it's a dynamic book you need to put it out but i wasn't in a space to do it like i my, I had a brother who was murdered and i wrote candidly mm-hmm. about that and mm-hmm. so it was one of those things where i just wasn't in a place to release it because i probably would be up under this table still bawling my mm-hmm. eyes out and so just had a moment of clarity where i talked to god and he was like do it and yeah it was like okay 2017 let's go ahead and make it happen and so
0: wow the rest is kind of history wow how about for you Leslie you said you were working on this book when did you get the idea to write a, that the book that you have now available and from the time that it becomes available it became available
3: yes yeah, interesting because this book was a completely different book when I first had the idea okay. more than a decade, decade ago
0: mm-hmm. uh,
3: it was a fictional book and mm-hmm. I was going to have all of these characters that the, the concept was still the same in that it was talking about God doesn't make mistakes. Mm-hmm. But I was talking about all of these characters in a way that even though they didn't know each other, their lives were somehow connected. Mm-hmm. And then as I went through that transformational season in 2015, and I went through what I called a journal review process in 2016 as i started doing that i said wow this is a lot of good stuff this mm-hmm. needs to be god doesn't make mistakes it needs to be my story wow and so once i had that revelation and i as i went through those journal entries and started writing new journal entries which is what you see in this book mm-hmm. i uh I, it was just off to the races yeah so 2016 was when i got the new idea Yeah. then in 2017 i put put the book on hiatus, mm-hmm. and I came back to it after I had a, a, a purpose revelation. Mm-hmm. And then that's when I really got um, what the purpose for this book was going to be and also the purpose for my life. And so mm-hmm. that's how it allowed me to really uh, dig deep in my writing. And it took me a couple of months from there.
0: Yeah. But I, I like which is It's good that you never delivered the first version of it because it wouldn't have been what would have been the best thing you could have offered right now. Correct. So, from 2016 to now 2019, it's like a three year process from yep. the idea changing, and yep. who knows God may take you back to that original idea with the characters and everything, and mm-hmm. it may be something you write in the future. Now what I like about this is if you can journal, you can write a book mm-hmm. Absolutely. if you keep in a journal because mm-hmm. you basically journaled your your, your story, mm-hmm. Tiffany, and you're saying your book is basically your journal yes so I, th- I think that's very encouraging to people if you're journaling you can you just have to yeah. Just you're just talking to more people than to yourself right. when you put in a book form.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Idea. Let's just talk because you've written Eric's. A, Eric's a got a library of books. Let's talk about sexual healing. Mm-hmm.
1: When did you first get the idea, and when will the book be available? The, uh, I first got the idea um, probably about three and a half years ago, mm-hmm. and that's mm-hmm. actually when I started writing and I didn't want to mess it up. So like, I took my time, and I'm, I'm normally an impulsive person, but I took my time to write it, go through it the first time, read it, go through it the second time. Um, and and with this, I had to also get my wife's permission, because like, I'm sharing certain things about um, my past sexual history, and I needed to make sure that she gave her blessing. Sure. So that was uncomfortable for her at first to, and, and when you talk about family members, you know, the history, I go all the way back to when I'm a kid and sharing certain things from my childhood. So I got to make sure I cover people with that as well. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to be very cautious, but I'm very excited about it because if you look at what has happened within the past three years, different folks have come out with different scandals and just a lot of men that are sexually sick. Mm-hmm. You know, I just feel like this helps to add to the conversation. The book will be available in... Um, in the beginning of february i had a bad experience i will never go with lulu again Uh i'm sorry should i say that y'all can bleep that out um i didn't i didn't catch it so good okay so Um, i might rewind it but if that's your experience i had a bad experience experience with a printing company so i have another printing company that i'm working with and i should have the books available in the beginning of february so so this leads me to another
0: question Mm. so you wrote about God doesn't make mistakes And you wrote about Your family Your pain You wrote about Sexual healing I wrote about marriage Right So let me ask y'all A question While you were writing The book Did you experience Challenges and temptations Or spiritual warfare Around the subject That you were addressing In your book (laughs) Very much so Uh, every day Mm. Yeah Yeah so, So I think that's important Yeah Because the goal Is to stop you Mhm. Mm-hmm. You can't write about this. Look at you. How yeah, are you credible? <laughs> what,
1: what do you have to say about it? Look at
0: you. <laughs> Look at you. Right? Yeah. My warfare was crazy around marriage. Like it was like it, the the plan and the agenda to me is to is to never get the book to the world. Right. Mm-hmm. That's the goal. Mm-hmm. So if somebody's, if you're listening to this and you started writing, let's say you start writing on finances and you just, you you had a little money before you started writing. Now everything is chaotic. <laughs> you lost your job. Yeah, you started <laughs> to steal money from your kids. and like, like It's just, it, it, y'all would all agree it's, it's part of the process. Absolutely. Yes, it is. You got to fight through that. It's just a part of the journey. We, we don't have to go into specifics, but... We all probably like. I can imagine you talking about God doesn't make mistakes. You probably had all kinds of stuff. You was like, I want to know this can't be a non mistake, right? Absolutely. So it's going to be a challenge for you, which I think makes the content even richer because you can write from a place of brokenness. You can write as as your own audience, as opposed to like up here, like. But you write from a you write from a more compassionate space when you realize that I struggle with some of the same things I'm trying to help people with. I think that's very, very important too. You put your own life and brokenness into the journey. So I'm glad I'm not the only one who uh, has experienced that. Let's talk about the process. When you started writing, when y'all started writing, um, what did you do to get started? Um, and, And how did you make time for writing? Because you got jobs, you got life, you got businesses you're running. You got some You got children with. You know you're married. You got children. You got a life. You got a social life. Like, how did you get started? And how did you make time for the book? Because you can't finish it without a without some kind of system. Mm-hmm. Even if the system took you three. And by the way, mine was three years too mm-hmm. on this last one. It was definitely three years from the idea to its delivery. Yeah. What was y'all's journey, starting and finishing? Did you have a writing schedule Or did you do it when you felt it And you just
1: roll with it Or did you put yourself on a time schedule What did y'all do Yeah I can speak to the person that's not organized Because <laughs> um, that's definitely me Like I like what's funny is I'm, I'm working with a group of people Like on a group me chat To encourage them to write books And so mm-hmm. I'm giving them certain things I tell them If you can come up with an outline Then that's ideal Good um, And then you can just write According to the outline But some people like me I just write. I mean, if I put an outline, I feel like I'm putting a a limit on myself. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't want to write about that now. So I just write, but then I go back and look at what I've read, and then I say— What you wrote. What What I I wrote, and then I say, okay, did I include this, or do I need to come back and address that? Um, But as far as my my writing schedule—excuse me. um, As far as my writing schedule— At times in the very beginning, I would write sporadically Mm -hmm. and I knew I wasn't consistent. So I always tell people and what I had to learn from the first set of books I wrote is I got to get three people in my corner to follow up on me and see if I'm writing. Mm -hmm. Because if they're not, then it's just going to fall out. And Mm -hmm. then one of them said, man, can you just write for 20 minutes a day? Mm. And that sounds like It's really small Mm -hmm. But it really helps you In the beginning stages Just to write for 20 minutes Because sometimes It feels like Oh that's only 20 I got a little bit more to write Yeah And then you build enough momentum That you put enough into it Then nobody has to tell you But Mm -hmm. the hardest part Is probably starting And just getting the process Going to write Yeah
0: I want to I want to jump in on that Because I I I wrote the first book I just started With the first sentence And I just started writing Because it was more of a story Mm Mm-hmm but this time, I use I have a mentor named Bob Biehl, and he said a better way to write writing a book is if you have a topic you want to write about. He says, come up with 150 thoughts about it, like 100. Try to get 150. What are your top 150 thoughts on this subject? So let's say the subject is business, or the subject is is uh, entertainment, or whatever, or, or writing a book, or God doesn't make sense. Oh, oh, God doesn't make mistakes. I'm sorry. He says, write your 150 ideas. And then he says, then go through all 150. When you get 150, categorize them. So you, get, you start putting them in groups. What are the top? No, he says, find out the top 10 of those 150. And those mm-hmm. are your chapters. Mm-hmm. Then you start putting the other 140 things under where do they fit best. Right. And for me, that was a lot of work up front, but it organized the book better for me. And it still was a long process for me, but that's how I did this book. The first book I just started writing as I felt the story, and I would go back. By the way, it got hard to finish my book because I I always start over. Like I always, almost always go all the way back to the beginning and read because I don't want to make any flow mistakes. But you really can't finish if you don't do that if you do it that way, you gotta just write it and then let an editor help you do all that stuff, right, which I think is very important that helped me' because I'm so meticulous like i don't want I don't want it i want it I don't want it to be sloppy when it goes to the editor mm-hmm. you know so anyway wow. that was that was really hard for me, yeah, I start from the beginning every time I'm reading I don't start rewriting it, I start reading from. My intro do- is crazy. No, but that you don't want it to be sloppy before it goes to the editor. <laughs> is that the purpose of editing? Ad- <laughs> exactly, exactly, exactly. But see, it depends on what kind of editor you get. You can get there's yeah. the different levels of that's editing, true. right? So you can buy an edit that's a line edit. You can buy an edit that's more that that deals with content and flow, flow and all yeah, of that. And yeah. I didn't want them to mess with that. Yeah. Like. And I don't want you to mess up my story because I sent my editor – I sent. I, I used a different team this time, too. I had different people. I had somebody in Toronto working on the book, somebody in Nevada, Las Vegas, somebody in L.A. Because I got an author. I got a relationship with an author who had a better team than I had been working with the first time. And you may have to pay more, and you, there are different pieces. But I wanted – I felt it was a better book, and I wanted a better team. So. Hmm. I did take more time with it. And I think that's the other thing. If you're gonna write a good book, it's gonna take time. hmm Absolutely. I, I, these people writing books, they start writing a book on Friday, and by <laughs> Thursday of the following week, they finished. I'm worried about that. I don't care if even God's <laughs> speaking to you that fast. Like, if you're gonna write something, you gotta pour it. You gotta be willing to spend some time, some years getting it developed, because you just can't come up with it like that. Yeah. What, did y'all have a system? of writing, a time schedule? How'd you get started? Where'd you start? Did you have an outline or you just sat down to just say, where do I start? Like I'm gonna start with four years old or?
3: I kind of had a built in system for both of my books, which uh-huh. I'm, I'm, that's, I'm fortunate for that, because uh, the first book, like I said, I was designing a course for business owners and the coach that I was working with says, this needs to be a book. So I, all I really did was repurpose the content that I had for the course and, and create it for the book. Mm-hmm. This book, God Doesn't Make Mistakes, I chose my journal entries based on the fact that they had a different topic for each one. So like I cover purpose, I cover forgiveness, I Mm -hmm. cover um, singleness Mm -hmm. in each chapter. And so that made it easy for me to take that chapter or that journal entry as a discussion point for that particular chapter. Mm -hmm. So it was kind of already outlined for me, if you will, but in terms of making the time to do it, at first like like eric i was just doing it sporadically mm-hmm. whenever i had time to do it and then once i really got clear on on the purpose for the book mm-hmm. that's when i started scheduling time to do it and even though i didn't necessarily meet each day that i said i was going to do it mm-hmm. it still gave me a goal and it gave me a target to hit versus just trying to you know throw yeah. stuff at the wall yeah. if you yeah.
0: will did you, what okay so let me ask another question when you take me through your process like how did y'all get it to an audience um, that you can shoot like like from so so you wrote the book then what'd you do like somebody like I got a book I wrote it it's in my house it's in on my on my I got it on a locked document it's on a PDF or whatever now what what do you do now and who would it y'all do What was your next steps? How did you go from manuscript to print to publishing? And then how do you promote it? How did you do? What did y'all do to promote your book? Tell us us about the execution part beyond the writing, because the writing is the work. But I think some people think the work. That's the easy part. Yeah, that's phase one. Exactly. it's hard to write a book i, I ain't gonna <laughs> yeah. say it's easy but that ain't the end of That's it famous. oh i wrote a book
1: yeah. so many well famous. you
0: just it's just in your closet because right. you got to go with some now and it's some work now so tell us about who y'all use who you work with maybe some people you spent some, you had challenges with tell us about that what y'all do from there from the time you when you were ready to go public with it what were your steps so,
2: for me, I had a co-worker who was an author as well. Okay. Um. And so, for years, he was trying to get me to work with him to publish the book. I just wasn't ready. Mm-hmm. So, when I was, made the call um, and started the process. So his company he basically took over everything the only thing that i had hands on was with the actual cover because Mm -hmm. the cover is like the whole focus for my book like Mm -hmm. the cover was how i actually started writing the book it was the whole purpose behind the book okay so i had um an artist friend of mine come and actually recreate the picture Mm -hmm. for the cover and so from there um it was like a two month time frame
0: what did you do with your book you were written the book you had it on the, on your laptop did you write it by hand on pencil paper no it was on the, you had it on the laptop yeah on laptop you sent that manuscript somewhere right i sent it to this person guy, so his- and this person had ex- subject matter expertise yes. on how to take it and get it all the way out exactly so they got it edited they got it formatted in book form exactly you had to pick a size Right. Did yes. You had to pick a you go with soft cover. Yes. So you had to pick a size and all that stuff. These are all part of the process. But you had somebody. So you went you kind of had a one person who knew the industry well exactly. enough to walk you through all the all parts the, of it. Exactly.
1: OK. So I think um, even before you go through that, you got to think of the process. Am I going to submit this manuscript to be published or am I going to become, or be a self-publisher and self-publish the book? And then there's different phases of self-publishing where there's a company that helps you with the self-publishing or you can go raw and do mm-hmm. the self-publishing on your own and they don't really help you with anything. You mm-hmm. just basically figure out what to do. And so um, I initially thought about sending this off as a manuscript, but the only thing that kept me from sending it to other publishers is that I wanted 100% ownership. Sure. I didn't want anybody to change the content of what I was saying. Um, and the world is small, so I figured because the world is small, I just got to figure out how to reach the right people and the right grooves in order to get the book across. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is a different, this is actually a different process for me than the first set of books um, that I did because it's a different audience. Um, it was. It's easier to sell children's books because everybody's got a kid. Mm-hmm. But now when you're dealing with adu- adult content, you've got to make sure the adult sees, I really need this book in my hand. Right. Um, but then what I found is that, um, like I'm not a T.D. Jakes or I'm not a Keith Battle, mm-hmm. but I've got to find. <laughs> how'd you put them two? In the same kind of <laughs> I've got to create platforms in order for me to have the book available, whether it be through social media and just constantly having a podcast that I'm trying to build up myself or whether it be like we're, my wife and I are doing a workshop, a marriage workshop in mm-hmm. Virginia that at the end of whatever presentation we say, hey, by the what, by the way, got to tell them about you the got book. Got some books, yeah, mm-hmm. and just continue to let you the buzz pick Everybody up. about it, yeah. So you self published, right? I'm self published, and mm. here's the interesting thing. I, I almost forgot. So, but it was about seven or eight years ago. Years ago, when I did the first set of books, and I would I would get my books from China because mm. it was much cheaper. I mean, mm-hmm. you get books for two dollars a book in mm-hmm. China. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Printing yeah printing wise Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but now with different tariffs and taxes and things of that nature you know I've got these books they're being printed domestically so I mean there's a lot of research on that end as far as how you're going to get your book printed um, and produced and the graphic artists and all the things that come with that but um, it's definitely worth the homework so so I don't want you if you're listening to be
0: intimidated by self-publishing because it's probably what you're going to have to do like unless you have a publisher who's willing to invest in your work they will own the book but it's not easy time wise to pitch your book to a publisher because they have so many books to pick from Mm -hmm. so it's no guarantee you're going to get a big publisher to say oh we'll take it on Mm -hmm. right so you got to wait on that that could be six to nine months for some people
3: but there are are different levels to independent publishing though so I went the the self publishing route with the first book and went through Create Space through Amazon
0: I couldn't figure that out
3: it, it's difficult I went a Book
0: Baby this time But yeah, I yeah, That's just,
1: what I'm connected. going with Book Baby Yeah, yeah. It's, still too, it's, still it's just difficult just if stuff. you
3: don't have someone Who's guiding you through the process mm-hmm. Like Tiffany yes. did though Yes And I i was I was fortunate enough To be working with At that time Someone who was She was doing the editing for my book But she mm-hmm. also did uh, Book publishing Or self book publishing uh, Coaching if you will mm-hmm. So she coached me through that process But because that That was so hard, and I felt like one of the biggest pieces to writing a book is promoting it. Mm -hmm. And this time I decided to go with a company called Purposely Created. They're a bit of what I like to call a hybrid company because Mm -hmm. you are, on one hand, still doing independent publishing, meaning you're getting 100% of your royalties, but what they do is they do everything. Well, if you buy that package, I bought the Mm -hmm. biggest package that you could Mm -hmm. buy, where they do everything from the graphic... um, you know creating the, the content or mm-hmm. the cover art rather mm-hmm. to the editing to actually creating a book launch strategy for you they create mm-hmm. a marketing strategy for you mm-hmm. that you still do have to go and execute mm-hmm. but at least you have all of that stuff laid out template. for you
0: they, they have a, a template, template. Yeah. they
3: they get you on Am- in Amazon and Barnes and Noble and mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. all of the other online retailers if you will and you focus on what you need to focus on as far as promoting it
0: right mm-hmm.
3: so I, so, I really like that that concept.
0: So 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 did you have a traditional publisher or you kind of do you, or do you own your rights to your book I too? own my rights. So essentially we're all self-published mm-hmm. even though there may be a publisher a publishing company who's aiding the process mm-hmm. and maybe they char- they sell packages. Like right. they sell mm-hmm. these packages and and don't be intimidated. That's the other thing. You got to have some money to write you a book. Have yes, to you, do. you you can't this ain't free mm-hmm. You nice. gotta And you gotta have money Cause here's the trip part You gotta buy your own book To sell it You guess you Now did? you don't buy it For what you gonna sell it for But if If you got $12 And you need <laughs> Then you can get Six of your books <laughs> That's all you can get Right Right So you Like if you're getting it From China with Eric You got Eric's hook up uh, Most of Not us Paying more. a little more Than $2 for our book Not nice. anymore But This is the game It's the game But You know, it's also it's also going to be a secondary income stream. I think books do have kind of a shelf life unless they're unless they're the Bible or one of those classics like how to win friends and influence people. And they just keep reliving over and over again. But you got a window and you got to, you know, bombard people with you know got you got to have people talking about it. And, yes, right. And and got to be willing to promote your stuff and say, you know, I'm not just I'm not just in it for the dollars. I really believe this is quality work. Right. right. And this can bless people. This will be a a gift to people. And so, and and the other, other thing about self-publishing is you have to be willing to go on podcasts and be a guest at a whatever. Shoot, I'll go Stay anywhere. By. Well, you got radio show. It come on one channel. You got well, you got ten people oh, listening. Bruh. What time you come on? We come on at two thirty in the morning. I'll be there <laughs> Yeah, until I sell two books. Like you got to go everywhere. They ask you to come speak somewhere. Oh, speak at your mother's prayer breakfast for blind people. And uh, I'll be there. Yeah, I'm gonna do a. We're gonna do a. What's it called? Braille.
2: Yes. We're gonna do a braille for
0: y'all. Or oh, it's an audio. I got an audio version. You gotta hustle. You gotta hustle with your book. You can't just pray and say, "Lord, may somebody buy this." You gotta direct people to the link. But then again, you can't. That can't be all. You always talk about people hiding from you. Right. Like, oh That's Lord, true. here she come with that book. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but you know, but, I, I don't. I don't. I used to think about the shelf like thing, but I, I've kind of. I've been having second thoughts about. If you only have that limited space because you can do new additions to your book. Absolutely. And then the reality is, I mean, because this is what helped me to decide to bring back Diggle, Boogie and Lolo, Mm because that was for a group of five to eight year olds from like seven years ago. Mm -hmm. Well, there's still more kids today. You know what I'm saying? So that's a, a whole new group of people that you can submit the book to and at well, the time Well they never
0: heard of Dickle Boogie and Lolo Right they never so had hey.
1: and at the time I only sold like 10,000 books Listen to that Only Only, only No only, and I only say much? only because your book potentially when you look at it From a global scale It can reach Hundreds of thousands If Absolutely. not millions Right And you, you know did that saying? Before social media And I did that I Before social media He was
0: walking around The barbershops barber Beauty shops. salons wow. He yeah. sold 10,000 books At $15, $15 yeah, Net That's amazing mm-hmm. You yeah. made $150,000 Because you weren't really You weren't really gainfully employed Like in a Right Job That was your job I had to do that That is It's
3: entrepreneurship I had to do
0: it That's what I'm talking about and I don't know anybody Who wouldn't take A $150,000 return On their investment On their book You know that's That's a good move You're selling 10,000 that books So And he did it Like But but like you said But now With the presence Of social media mm-hmm. And you still got That hustle and grind And you're willing To still go Right And do what you did You know You should be Exponentially more people Right Involved And But you know I think You know I'm gonna see Differently now So My social media presence is bigger than it was the first time I did a book, but it doesn't mean that because people are following you that they're following you. Right. Right.
3: Or that they will buy from you. Right. Right.
0: People aren't really following us. They're just looking. Right They're just observing What's going on uh, They just want to be there In case something happens But <laughs> exactly. Following you that, and, uh, We just We friends We ain't even friends just but That's what they call it On <laughs> yeah. the platform It's right. just really people Who may have A certain level of curiosity Or it could be Just a courtesy Because you've Followed them Kind right. of deal yeah. So you can't depend on this Well I got I got a thousand friends On Facebook That should be I should be able to sell 800 books to them no, no. <laughs> no I don't know what the percentage is Some of you don't even like Not to read that. like that <laughs> right? Yeah, a lot of people don't but, like to read so. But but you want people talking about it How do you want people talking about it? By the way, right now since, since people are listening to this podcast And there are thousands of people Who listening to this podcast How can people get a copy of your book? Each of you How can they get a copy of your book? Tell them the name of your book again And how they can either order it now Or when they can get it How can they get a copy of your book? Who's who? We'll see who go first.
2: I go first. (laughs) Yeah,
0: the people that don't need to sell us, they 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 cool. They ain't got to get my book. I'd have been the first one. You can get mine right now down Seventh Street. It's a man named June Bug. Go ahead.
2: (laughs) Um, So my book again is we all have a story. You can pick it up Amazon. I actually even saw it on eBay Not too long ago but We have a story We all have a story um, and My that,
0: Tiffany Page
2: You can also um, Purchase it on my website So it's www.tiffany Spelled T-I-F-F-A-N-Y-E-R page Dot com
0: Nice
3: And for my book um, Anybody who wants an autographed copy Can go to my website Which is Ourmistakeshisplans.com and uh it's also as of january 30th it will be on um, barnes and noble and
0: amazon wow that's wednesday it is wednesday hey okay. yep i wasn't supposed to say that because we're not supposed to say when this is but you <laughs> <we've> said it <laughs> <laughs> january 30th by the time you hear this it will all it will be out it will be everywhere
1: yeah nice what about you this, brother so when they gonna hear this I don't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So, this, my book will be available on all the online um, platforms in February, the first week of February. Um, it will an also, e-book? Y'all all doing, doing, doing an e-book. e-book? Do you have an yes. e-book? Everybody has an ebook, well. okay? And then I will have the printed copy available on my website, uh, which is not released yet. But I tell you what, go to my Instagram, Eric Kellum, E R I C K E L L U M. That's at Instagram and Facebook, and you'll get more information about uh, my website. Nice, nice,
0: nice. So that's how people can follow y'all too on social media. How, you want know to say that? Do you How people follow you on social media? Yes, What's you can name?
2: follow me on Instagram. It's Tiffany underscore R dot underscore page um tiffany our
3: page on facebook twitter and i am golden life ventures on instagram and facebook and i am i am golden life on twitter
0: nice 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 i know it's early but any other books up y'all sleeve anything y'all thinking about writing about we know you dropping albums, <laughs> Tiffany, <laughs>
2: Tiffany singer too,
0: mm-hmm. uh, i But what's yeah. what's what, what's can y'all share? What's spinning around in your head? Y'all got cooking up. So we don't don't say the topic because somebody might steal the topic. But just the the concept. <laughs> y'all got working on anything? Because I think people getting writers have have more ideas than they have time to write. Mm. For sure. Would you agree? Yes. Yeah. So what are y'all thinking about? What else y'all plan to write about and publish at some point?
1: So Susie and I, my wife Susie, she actually did the foreword for this book, which was really major because some of my, a couple of my editors were female and they wanted a female's perspective about this. So her mm-hmm. putting a stamp on it was a blessing. Um, but um, sexual healing was part of birth, partly birthed out of um, us not almost not making it in two thousand eight, and mm-hmm. so um, this, the the follow-up to this if you will um is about just the lessons we learned in in watching god heal our marriage from a male and female perspective and mm-hmm. um we look to have that out in 2019 as well nice she's gonna write more in that one she's 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 gonna we'll co- co-author write- it with me okay and nice we'll, we'll have an incident or a situation that happened it'll have her perspective it'll have my perspective it'll have the lessons that she's learned and the lessons that i've learned nice Nice, nice, nice. And as you grow your platform of
0: being a a subject matter expert or somebody who has a marriage that's healthy, that can help marriages and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. It'll it'll give you a a credibility in the space. Mm -hmm. You see, because every every topic has a space we enter a space like if you're talking you're writing on devotions like they they expect k author to write on devotions they expect joyce Meyer to write on devotions well here comes leslie green like and the more the more work you do in that space the more competence you have in that space does that make sense Mm -hmm. yeah we we all we all think about
3: yeah so i have this chapter in my book called sleeping adam and it's a it's a bonus chapter because it wasn't a journal entry that it was based off of. But uh, I went to this conference in Atlanta during that that transformational year, and this uh, pastor she spoke about this concept of a sleeping atom. I had never heard of it before, and this idea of uh, single women of con- trying to cajole men into marriage and mm-hmm. into relationships period mm-hmm. and uh she talked about this this man and she gave an analogy of adam being sleep and um eve not being presented to him until he woke up mm-hmm. and so i would like to to kind of delve mm-hmm. into that a little bit more the topic of being single particularly as somebody who's in their late 30s people who would who would have thought they would have been married by now mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. how there is a an, an urge sometimes to just get into a relationship just mm-hmm. because you are at a certain time in your life. Mm-hmm. And especially also as a Christian single person who is practicing abstinence, mm-hmm. what that looks like in today's society mm. versus someone who's in biblical times.
0: Wow. So I'd like
3: to take that, that topic it. a little
0: further. I like it. sleeping <laughs> Adam, mm. Not okay. sleeping with Adam. <laughs>
3: No, no, no. Sleeping at. So when you see us sleeping
0: (laughs) at you can just know you ain't woke. You ain't woke. You ain't woke. You would would proposed if you was woke. (laughs) Right. (laughs) (laughs) Nice, nice. You got any... Stuff's.
2: Yeah so for mm-hmm. me um, It's just a continuation So you know When I finished up the book Cause my book was a Five year time frame And so Everything stopped And so everybody's like Okay we wanna know What happened next Even though Pretty much everybody knows because our life is like An open book mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But just I guess To see what happens To the characters So just a continuation You should change
1: the game And make a book With a soundtrack uh, yes <laughs> she, and y'all, Which y'all may not know No but you know what's want. crazy
2: I, I'm actually already Yeah singing, so. there you go <laughs> yeah. yeah But
0: that's actually. what That's what That's what y'all don't know Is that Tiffany's also a vocalist She can sing And her son can sing And yes. so She could really do that And I think that's really cool A really cool idea um, Any final words To authors I, I, If I had a question I'd be like How does the money part work in authorship. How do you get paid on a book? What is a royalty? How does it come? And, you know, all of that. And since you've been down this road before and you self published I'll tell my story. The first company I work with, what happens is because I'm because I own the book and I use a company to kind of, as you said, a hybrid company who gives you ownership, but they do a lot of the work for you as you pay for their packages. And I'm doing it again. Um usually you have to wait like 90 in 90 day increments mm-hmm. or 90 day periods to get a royalty check and it's based on how many of your books sold not that you sold. So when you buy a book there's got there's some kind of way where it's and I'm not sure how to how to say. It. So let's let's just say you get you have 500 books shipped to you cuz you're going to move them yourself. You're going to go around and speak, you're going to talk to your family, you're going to talk to your church and whatever. That You don't get royalties on those sales, and I don't know how they determine that. Because otherwise, you could be a bestseller if you sold 500 books in a day. Right. So there's some way that they know where it's going from a distribution standpoint than when it's barcoded per, like each book is swiped somewhere at Barnes & Noble or something like that. That's how you get royalty checks on sales like that, and you don't get all of it. Cause the store gets a cut. Amazon, Amazon. controls yeah, yes. what your book sells for. Yes. They really you're getting, you getting your your profit margin is really narrow in an Amazon it thing. Is. And another another thing is, and I'm doing it again. The hardcover book with dust jacket is really kind of like. I don't know it's like flexing. What's the dust jacket? The dust jacket like is the paper cover. It's the same as same as a oh, soft cover never cover. Heard them so they you that. Okay. yeah. Mm-hmm. Because otherwise it would just be a kind of a just a vinyl book, but they put the dust jacket around the cover you're doing a hard soft cover? Jacket. So I am doing a hardcover. The thing about the hardcover is it costs a lot more money to produce. Mm-hmm. You can sell it for a lot more, but on 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 what do you call it? like on those platforms. New York seller type. Yeah, whether it's whether it's Books a Million or Barnes and Nobles or Amazon, your profit margin is very minimal right. I mean I mean it's 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 really almost non existent. Mm. But what it what but the way I was sold on it, you from from a from a professional standpoint, it gives an appearance of it's kind of flexing. Right. Mm-hmm. But if you really want to make the most money, you're probably gonna make more money selling your paperback or softcover books, even more than your eBooks, because eBooks are gonna be—they'll start Amazon. Will, let's say your eBooks should sell for nine ninety-nine. Mm-hmm. They'll sell that cycle for six ninety-nine, five ninety-nine, mm-hmm. one hundred, and then doesn't—you can't say anything. They're still gonna take their cut out of it, and your margins just gonna go down. Right. But at the end of the day, it is about making money, but it's also about giving people information that will help them. Right. Because I think if you're going to write something, it should be helpful. That's just my personal opinion. It can't just be, I just want to just bloviate about a topic. I need to be helpful. That's what I think. People want something that's
1: going to help them. Yeah, I'm looking for, like for, for us, I'm looking for this to be a long time marketing um, investment, meaning even selling the book is marketing. Because if I sell it to somebody, it's in their hands. Mm-hmm. They've had an experience, or they could pass it along to somebody else. So. Right like you make a valid point if you sell it um out of your own hands as opposed to it going through one of these major distributors you're not going to get the quote unquote credit for it mm-hmm. but to me that's still that one book is now helping it's circulate. you circulate it's, yes. it's circulating it's, it's, yeah. somebody has it yeah. somebody could pass it along somebody could talk about it and say man I've checked out that book so I'm not expecting that type of return To come probably for the next couple years as I continue to build and build as you talk about becoming an expert on a particular subject matter, Um, but that is real. I mean, that's something I think to your point. Whoever is writing a book has to determine what their overall goal, what they want to get out of it. Like, do I want to be a a best-selling author? Mm -hmm. Do I want? I just want to get this off my chest and just put it to somebody that will help. Mm -hmm. You know, what is the main purpose that you want to get out of this, and then that'll help determine how you want to sell it. Right I, I've heard
0: stories Of authors
1: Who actually Pretend
0: to read Their books on flights Have you ever been On a on an oh, airplane Oh
1: That's, that's <laughs> good so
0: wow. let me see your book That's good No that's real So if you've ever been On a plane if you ever sat next to somebody And they're reading a book Yeah Don't you always want to see Blame. What it is yeah. right. <laughs> There are like, people mm, Who will mm. just sit their book <laughs> On their tray That's a good idea That's good <laughs> Like you should do this Whenever you get on a plane You should just have it sitting there And somebody's like they just looking. Oh,
3: what's
0: that? And it just keeps seeing it. You ain't reading it. You wrote it. <laughs> like But but we would th- we wouldn't think to do that. No, right? Well, I, ain't reading I like it that. I'm taking yeah. a nap. But you're going to see this. Yeah. Right. This yeah. is going to be, in fact, in fact, I might accidentally leave it on a plane. I'm just trying to just, just keep this right here for for the rest of your flights, for the rest of, the, <laughs> rest of history. <laughs> I don't know. So,
3: yeah, but I, a, I agree. It, it does matter, like, what your purpose is for that book. And some mm-hmm. people use their books as a way to market whatever their services are. And that's what I did for my first book, Teach Me mm-hmm. PR 101. One. This book, however, is the launch of my ministry. I call this Golden Life Ministries. And mm-hmm. when I got that call from God in, you know, late 2017 and he said, you know, when I was struggling with, you know, this whole idea of pursuing public relations, he said, I'm going to give you the biggest client you've ever had. And mm-hmm. I said, who is that? <laughs> I want to mm-hmm. know who that is. He said, well, it's me. Mm-hmm. Wow. Like, I want you to be a publicist for me. Mm-hmm. And so this book is me fulfilling that purpose and so I'm not as concerned about the money now I'm an entrepreneur I'm in business for myself so let's not get it twisted I do want to make money from this but the Mm -hmm. purpose of this book is to help people and to you know have people who can relate with my story um you know deep have a deeper relationship with Christ because of it
0: good good all right any final thoughts that y'all have For authors out there, any final words of advice, lessons learned, anything you want to share before we wrap up today?
3: I will share two things uh, to close with. One Mm -hmm. is you definitely uh, want to galvanize a team of people to help you with this outside of the the publishers and, you know, the the business process of it. Uh, Really... Encourage your network, your friends, your family members to support you in this. You really do need them mm-hmm. to, you know, forward the emails, to tag people on, on social media and all of that to help you get your word out. Um, it's super important because, like you said, this is not a, a process in a vacuum that happens with just yourself this is a community of people that help you promote this book so you mm-hmm. definitely need that and i thank you all those of you who are following me on on facebook and, and instagram right now because um, these are some of my followers right here hey followers um, followers and supporters and friends and all <laughs> After of that, I said that. Uh, <laughs> right <laughs> i forgot um but the second thing i want to uh is is to publicly thank pastor battle for writing yes. the forward to my book yeah and That's for amazing. you know uh, Inviting me to be on this podcast Today Uh, you are a huge Huge piece of the spiritual growth that I talk about In this book and I couldn't have Imagined doing this without you so I appreciate You
0: thank you thank (laughs) you my pleasure My pleasure I write I write for it's just a small price (laughs) Ten dollars a book (laughs) Any Any other advice in closing You know my thing Is just do it just Write you know I believe if you're listening to this, if you're you're tuned in, it's something you there's an idea you have, there's a story you have. Everybody has a story. Everybody has something that they've learned, a journey. They've been through, a lesson, something they survived, something you learned, something you picked up. That you should be able to be able you, you and and if you just tell it to people, only the people that you talk to are gonna hear it. Right. That's true. But if you put it in a book, Like I have I have a thing On on Amazon Where I can track Where my book went Somebody in the Netherlands Bought my book Wow I'm just saying You don't know Who's gonna just Be scrolling through And say Wow Like let me get that Let me get that You know Your book Your book Has an infinitely Expandable platform It can go anywhere So We hope this inspires Some of y'all to do it Because we did it and we're gonna keep doing it. Indeed, huh? exactly. <laughs> Yeah. What you say now? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks again, Tiffany Page. Thank you. Thanks, Leslie Green. Thank you. Eric Kellum. Yes, sir. Be looking out for their books. Don't forget to follow them on social medias, medias. <laughs> and thank y'all for being with us today, right here on the Keep Battle Podcast.